You ready to fucking start this shit? I'm ready to start that shit. All right. I'm I'm ready to play the funky music, white boy. <laughs> That's appropriate. Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. And I'm Mars. This is a podcast where each and every week we bring two songs each and discuss what makes them special. Miles, would you please introduce the theme for the first song? The theme this week is a song from an album that, you know, you like, but there's just that one song. Ooh, that one song is very bad. That's the thing. Yeah. We're we're doing songs that we really can't stand on albums that we otherwise really like. This uh, was a hard one for me, honestly. Really? Uh, I had one immediately, and, and we'll get into that. But before we get into it, so I want to tell a little story, because speaking of music, I have a neighbor who uh, we, we affectionately refer to him as Hot Tub Guy, because he has a hot tub and he is usually in it the face i just made was very concerned when you said hot tub (laughs) there aren't many good things that follow stories involving dudes in hot tubs i mean he has had women over very naked women nice (laughs) yeah but anyway so sometimes he decides to blast music so loud so loud that everyone in the neighborhood can, and even when all the windows are closed, you can hear it as if it's right next to you loud. What a douchebag. What's, what's the I mean, music? Is it good or like? No, it's like, like 80s classics. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just blasting tears for fears? Yeah. I'm worried about him. That's concerning. It's funny because he's, he started blasting music as soon as like, all right, I'm ready to start recording my show, my audio show that I do. <laughs> and and oh, no. I, I open my door to go get some water, and I just immediately hear, like, like the 80s come to life. The approaching dulcet tones of wham. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> thankfully, I'm kind of in a corner of the house that's farther away, so mm. I don't think we'll hear any of of his jams hopefully but if you do you know where that's where that's from all right sick yeah honestly here's my thing if i had a neighbor that just sat in a hot tub all day listening to 80s music really loud that is a very depressing activity i don't know he seems to be having a good time sometimes he wears a cowboy hat oh my fucking god He's spruced up his backyard. He's got like trees back there. I, th- I think he just likes hot tubs. I I remember him hot being in a hot tub during a snowstorm. What the- 
He likes to read. He likes to read in his hot tub. Twilight Zone shit. Yeah. He's a fucking mermaid, Mars. He has to yeah, be. Yeah, this there. is. <laughs> oh god, what's that? What's that Disney movie? The Thirteenth Year. This is the forty-second year. <laughs> what the fuck is the Thirteenth Year? It's a Disney uh, live-action movie that was oh. like direct to the Disney Channel, yeah, yeah. and it's a movie about a about a boy who mm-hmm. on his 13th birthday or whatever realizes that he's a mermaid. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's like you know when you're a kid and you're waiting for the uh, letter from Hogwarts when you're 11. Yeah, but you actually you actually got the conch shell from mermaid school. Yeah, the, it's someone just fucking punts a shell at you. Yeah. <laughs> you become a mermaid. Yeah. I have never actually seen the movie, but I've seen a review of it because that's how I observe culture. Well, same. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's why I listen to the worst idea of all time. Right. Hey, Hey. uh, Miles. Did you? I almost said my own name. (laughs) I almost said my own name. (laughs) That was. Oh my god. That was just a bit last episode, but this time it was for real. Oh, you fucking idiot! I love you. Yeah, losing it. Uh, oh fuck! All right. Hey, okay. hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. What's up? What's uh? What's your song this week? Um, my song this week. Uh. Yeah, from... your song this week. For the it's theme. Not, not for you next know, week. The theme? Uh, not for next week. Not for last week. For this week. No, 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 no. Actually, you know what? If you could go ahead and redo last week's <laughs> song, <laughs> I would just really love that. What's your song? So um, we're gonna listen to Fishy's Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, my song for this week is from Panic at the Disco's album Death of a Bachelor. Because I'm so I, glad I am an that you're bringing <laughs> Panic at the Disco. I am so glad in this the year of our Lord 2018 that you are doing this. <laughs> and the song that I have to skip every time is House of Memories. Okay, all right, let's listen to House of Memories. House MD of Memories. Of course, on the lyrics page, and it has the list of you know who did all of the elements of the song. Mm-hmm. How about you read off that list, Mars? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really like. So it's you know written by Brendan Urie, you know, lead singer, White Sta- uh, uh, White Sea, rather not White Snake, different thing. Jake Sinclair, uh, trumpet was by Dylan Schwab. Keyboards, Brendan Urie. Drums, Brendan Urie. Bass guitar, Brendan Urie. Guitar, Brendan Urie. Lead vocals, Brendan Urie. Release date, Brendan Urie. Wait, no. Hold on. That <laughs> got me. Fuck. So, Death of a Bachelor was almost written entirely by Brendan Urie. 
mm-hmm. who is pretty much either the main or the sole member of Panic at the Disco nowadays. Sometimes right. the old members will come back and like do a little bit of backing, but yeah, he does all the instrumentals, all the lyrics. He does get help with production and stuff from people. But yeah, he is pretty much just Panic at the Disco now. And right. that's wild because he he speaks in interviews about how, like, he taught himself how to play piano by ear and how he, like, made a drum kit when he was a kid and, like, taught himself guitar and shit. He, he knows a bunch of different instruments. And also his right. voice is crazy. <laughs> so oh, cra- yeah. He's got an amazing voice. I think he said that it was because he started imitating Gwen Stefani? That makes sense. Or it could, I could be wrong about that. It could be Christina Aguilera. One of, the, one of, the, one of those blonde fuckers. <laughs> one you, of you those blonde a, ladies. You have a habit of just calling people names for no reason. Uh, they'll never hear it. They'll never hear it. And, you know, like, I'm not judging you. I'm just pointing it out. From your town. Your tone, it sounds like you're judging me. Uh, I, okay. I'm not judging you. I'm lying <laughs> up on you. Okay, all right. Tell all me right. about this. Tell me about this song and why okay. you don't like it very much. So, House of Memories is, like I said, from Panic's album Death of a Bachelor, which came out in early 2016. I think it was January. The rest of the album is like full of fucking bangers. Like, let me just look at this list. Sure. It has Victorious. It has Don't Threaten Me With a Good Time. It has Hallelujah. Empress New Clothes. Like everything is like a fucking banger in its own right. And then sure. this little piss song, <laughs> House of Memory. It's like it, it's okay. really it's really out of place because the rest uh-huh. of the album is really like hard hitting and interesting and about like he spoke about how this album is about like his wife and like their life together. And it's a lot of this like interesting party kind of music and like his development from a celebrity that did a lot of like drugs and bad shit to being like, you know, a chill husband. And right. I don't know, House of Memories just like it doesn't hit any of the right notes for me. I kind of liked it, is the thing. I feel like I would like it if it was on a different album. Okay, I get that. I mean, I haven't, I mean, I've heard Emperor's New Clothes. I've heard, I think, just that, actually. But, uh... I haven't heard Hallelujah. Maybe? I don't know. I like Panic! at the Disco. I think they're, they're, well, I think he's a good band. (laughs) That's a weird sentence, isn't it? But I wouldn't call myself, like, a fan. That's, yeah, that's valid. I, I think I do consider, oh, that's weird, isn't it? I think I am a fan. Oh, strange. I, I don't <laughs> think there's that's uh, there's nothing bad about that. But like, I don't usually think about music in the way. Like, it's, oh, it's not gotcha. like it's not like <laughs> you're a fan. Like, it's not like that. It's just that usually that's not how right, my brain yeah. works. Because I like usually, yeah, m- mine neither. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm usually like more individual songs rather than like broadly an artist. Either, either, yeah, individual songs or individual albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, like I, I feel like I'm a fan of Panic at the Disco mostly because every album they try something different and every right, song yeah. usually varies pretty differently. 
Yeah, I don't know, just House of Memories. I feel like if it was on one of the earlier albums or in a different album, then I would have liked it a bit more because it doesn't, like, it's not as punky as the other ones. It's not as rocky as the other ones. I feel like parts of it are really good. Uh, and I and I do like the lyrics and the production's pretty interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm curious if there are any Panic at the Disco fans listening who, like, who have, like, like you, been with, the been with them for a while and listened to all the albums unlike me and i wonder if their opinion matches yours because this seems like it's a you dislike it because you know it's not quite up to the standard that they're setting on this on this album Mm -hmm. i think that's you know yeah that's an interesting question yeah Yeah. if if, if anyone listening has listened to other albums before let me know like I don't know. I, I feel like this might be a fairly common opinion. I haven't asked anyone about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I only have yeah, a few sh- friends uh, that also like Panic. Yeah, let us know if you if you think House of Memories is a good song, and not only that, a good song in comparison to the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, like this know. this episode especially, like even more than the other ones, I would really appreciate mm-hmm. the interaction because it's it's not a super negative precedent for an episode, but it's it's more of like a discussion right. of why you think it didn't work, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mine is a little bit more harsh, but it's not harsh towards the song, just a particular aspect of it. <laughs> okay, do you want to get into it? We'll get into that. Oh, should I get into it now? Sure. Well, do you have anything else to say about uh, House of Memories? Um, I'd bang Brandon Urie. I think we'd all fuck Brandon Urie. <laughs> so my song is off of Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B, released in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And the song is Bartier Cardi, featuring 21 Savage. Oh, 21 Savage. Yeah, 21 Savage. So, quick warning to anybody who is, like, ace or otherwise sex-repulsed or uncomfortable with sexual language, because this song is, like, horny in a very bad way, and we're going to talk about that. And, like, we're not going to get explicit or anything, but in order to talk about the song, we have to address that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, if you don't want to hear any of that, uh, you can skip to... 24 minutes. Cardi B is probably not something that a lot of folks would expect to be like a favorite artist of mine yeah because, that, like, that I, was a bit out of left field yeah i mean i like rap music a lot but at least superficially everything about cardi b is kind of completely out of my wheelhouse <laughs> yeah that, that yeah i know what you mean your rap's a bit less commercialized like the stuff that you usually like yeah t- typically mm. i mean cardi b is a loud braggadocio rapper she really is she is, t- to me, she is the, like, Biggie Smalls of, of today. Ooh, good comparison, actually. And the main reason why I say that is not because I expect her to die anytime get, soon. Getting weighted. I think she probably has a long and, you know, successful career ahead of her. The reason why I make the comparison specifically is because she says some really gross things, like... <laughs> Like this bit in the song Bickenhead, which is earlier in the album. I've never said pussy that much in my life, and I say pussy a lot. 
Oh. <laughs> Althea, I'm so sorry. Hey, that's why I gave the warning. She probably uh, skipped ahead. Oh, fuck. I, I hope she skipped ahead. She's definitely skipped ahead by now. <laughs> After you said pussy for the 20th time. As with Biggie Smalls, you kind of bop with this gross shit because the delivery and the production really sells it. I know what you mean, yeah. The, the difference, really, is that Cardi is really all about empowering women, whereas Biggie is more about empowering himself. Yeah. Biggie's music is for Biggie. But a lot of Cardi's songs are, the core idea is women taking control of their sexuality and their sex life. Mm-hmm. The way she talks about it is important, too, because while Cardi is a bi woman, most of her lyrics reflect straight relationships. Mm-hmm. And the sexual power dynamic between cis women and cis men is socially expected to be with the man being like the dominant force. And having this representation of a woman who is allowing herself to be kind of gross, yeah. I think is kind of rad. Yeah, I, I, it's also definitely from the Nicki Minaj school of thought, who's also bi and also talks about some nasty shit. Sure, absolutely. But I think Cardi beats out Nicki any day oh yeah with the nasty yeah yeah it just in terms of anything i think cardi's a better rapper has better production has better lyrics is cleverer all right listen cardi is better than nikki don't come in in, don't come i'm coming for nikki coming for nikki i will quit the podcast if you come for nikki anyway (laughs) now i want to talk about this fuck you (laughs) i love Nicki minaj and I realize that that's a lot of of preface before we even get into the yeah, song. I'm, I'm, I was waiting for you to send it. And the reason why I feel like I have to preface this the song with all that is because knowing all that, it's baffling that the song, or at least Twenty One Savage's verse on the song was even allowed to exist. Oof. Let's get into it. This is my immediate thoughts after hearing 21's verse. Please. It, it sounds like he's negging her. Yeah, right? The rest of the song is like, yeah, I'm hard. I fucking party hard. I got this bomb pussy. And then he comes in and he's like, uh, no, it isn't. I'm still going to fuck you, but uh, it's nasty. I just don't understand. So the majority of the song is fine. I mean, I don't know. The production is kind of boring, to be honest. It would definitely be my least favorite song on the album, even if 21 Savage wasn't on it, because while Cardi B's lyrics are are good, the production doesn't really hold up. Mm. But beyond that, the song goes meh to bad really fast as soon as 21 Savage comes in. Yeah. He sounds like he's putting no fucking effort in. Right, yeah. His The verse is whack as fuck. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they didn't even use the same, like, recording setup. Like, no. she went to her studio and he just, like, fucking recorded in his car or some shit. 
He right. does not sound like he put in any time on this. It's just the same shit. It's just talking about how he's better than whoever he's fucking. He doesn't eat pussy, thanks DJ Khaled. And also, he just talks about the Crips. Like, that's it. <laughs> Legitimately, like, the rhymes are basic. He's not saying anything new. It's boring. It's droning. The flow sucks. Basic. It sucks technically. It sucks lyrically. It mm-hmm. sucks. And I'm going to play it here now just so everyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Be warned, it sucks. Your bitch wanna party with a savage, 21. Same like wearing savage in the Aston, yeah. High-end cars and fashion, 21. I don't eat pussy, I'm fast, oh God. I'm a blood, my brother crippin', bitch, I'm drippin', ho, you trippin'. Told the waitress I ain't tippin', I like hot sauce on my chick, oh God. I put the rubber off and I put hot sauce on her titties, 21. I'm in a Bentley truck, she keep on suckin' like it's tinnin', 21. All these VVS's, nigga, my sperm worth me, oh God. The bitch so bad, I popped a Miley for Every single line in this verse is is just a new layer of 21 Savage being a shitty person. The first three lines, he's rich, whatever, blah, got cars, who gives a shit? Line four, like you said, he's another goddamn DJ Khaled. Like, what the fuck? Especially on the uh, the verse from Bickenhead that I talked about earlier is, mm-hmm. like, a, like, like, I just do not understand how Cardi let this guy on her song. Yeah. Line five, he talks about gang affiliations. Six line, he doesn't tip waitresses? What? What the fuck? Like, it's not fun, I'm rich, fuck you. That sort of stuff. Because that's fine, like, whatever. That's part of rap. Right. It's literally just petty, rude shit. Like, not eating pussy, not tipping waitresses, and not using protection. Yeah, not using protection. Also, line ten... My sperm worth millions. What? What yeah. does that even mean, 21? What does that mean? Is that his sperm count? I don't know. I... Who raps about that? Who raps about that? And also, I just imagine him going, like, donating a lot to the sperm bank. Yeah, that's... Like, I'm a proud donor. I support this charity. This it, but, sperm donor. But he's clearly, he is clearly not a charity type of guy. Yeah, considering he doesn't fucking tip waitresses and, like, what's his net worth? Yeah, what's his fucking net worth? I mean, look at that shit. 21 is worth at least 4 million after three years in the rap game. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you can tip your waitress. You can tip your fucking waitress, asshole. Yeah, like, I have so many friends that work as waitresses or in restaurants. Bitch, put mm-hmm. your fucking change in the jar. Who are you that you think you're better to do that? Hey, hey, 21... People in restaurants work harder than you do. Yeah, fuck off. All you gotta do is record a lazy verse about not wanting to fuck a bitch unless you're on Molly. Yeah, what the and, fuck and, also? And add some, like, scoot, scoot in the background of, like, Cardi's verses or just saying his own fucking name. Right, He yeah. says 21, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> fuck off! Ah. How did he get... On this song, I just don't understand. It's baffling. But that's all I gotta say. He sucks. And this, like, the rest of the album owns this song. I think I'm gonna listen to the album after we're done, because I've only heard, like, a couple of her popular songs. Right, yeah. Because people were talking about it, and I was like, oh, shit. Because, as we've established, I don't listen to the radio. And I was like, oh, no, I actually want to listen to this, because it seems like it's actually good. <laughs> and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is sick. So I will actually listen to this album and probably skip this one. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, also, side note, the only funny thing mm-hmm. that 21 has ever done is he was in a collaboration video with Jake Paul. I only know that because I was watching a YouTuber talking about it because I do not know what the fuck Jake Paul does. Right. And it was so clearly, like, he paid him, like, a milli to just be in a video <laughs> right. with him. A video, a video, a video. <laughs> Paid, paid, paid a milli to be in a viddy. Yeah, that's that's my verse on Cardi B's new song. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just like carpool karaoke, and he was so bad. Like, he fucking hated it, and it was the only funny thing that 21's ever done. Right, right. Cool, so do you... I, I think we've, we've sufficiently yelled at 21 Savage. Sufficiently roasted, yeah. Let's take it to the segment before the break. Yeah, insert stinger here for my quiz show. Right, yeah. So, so last week, the theme song Sun showed up. Mm-hmm. But who's coming in the door? <gasps> it's the theme it? song. Oh my god. It's the theme song's twin brother. I was literally about to say. Oh, <laughs> 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 crime. Fuck off. All right, so here's the quiz show where we have our only contestant, Mars. Hi, I'm Mars, known for being on this quiz show and not knowing things. And uh, they aren't allowed to leave until they get three questions right. <laughs> right, yeah. We'll, we'll see if it happens this time. I'm not... <laughs> Fingers I'm crossed. I'm my breath. <laughs> Positive enforcement. Right. I believe in you. All right, let's go. Hit me with those right. questions. I will. I'll slap you with these. Question one. What was the first band to play on all seven continents? Was it A, Kiss, B, Metallica, or C, Tom Jones? Oh, this all seem plausible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Kiss because Gene Simmons has an ego, and I think he would totally want to brag about playing on Australia. Or not Australia. Uh, 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 Antarctica. Antarctica is the one. I'd be, he, wouldn't that be funny if Australia was the last one that they had to go to? <laughs> oh, shit, we didn't do Australia? Oh, fuck, that one's way easier to do. We went to Antarctica third and we forgot <laughs> Australia. Like, wow. Well, I'm sorry, Mars, but it was Metallica. Is it Metallica? Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, I had no idea that Metallica played in fucking Antarctica. That was on a website. Uh, Probably some penguins. Um, (laughs) Most likely some some very confused penguins. Some scientists. Because Tasmania is, I think, either the closest or one of the closest places to Antarctica. So we have a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, expeditions. You wouldn't, though. (laughs) You shouldn't. (laughs) You shouldn't and you wouldn't. It's so, true. So a lot of uh, explorations and Antarctic divisions go from Tasmania down to Antarctica. So we do a lot of, sure. like, in primary school, lots of projects about Antarctica. Ooh, mm-hmm. There's a ch- side note. I'm just going to keep talking about this. There's a museum here. We have one museum because we're on an island. And there's just right. a big old chunk of ice there from Antarctica. Oh, and, and people put their hands on there and see how long that you can leave it there without getting, like, a freezer burn. <laughs> That seems bad. That seems unwise. Yeah, kids just go in there and fuck up their hands real good. It's kind of a rite of passage. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. How long did you last? Uh, probably not very long. I'm also, I, I'm a bit competitive when people think I can't do it. So I probably mm-hmm. did it for longer than I should have. And also I was probably like 10. <laughs> okay, so question two. In 2011, an instrument sold for $15.9 million. What kind of instrument was it? 
Was it A, an acoustic guitar, B, uh-huh. a violin, or C, a cello? Ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to say probably not a cello. Mm-hmm. I mean, cellos are expensive by nature, but I think like if this is a particularly notably expensive instrument then it's probably like been used by like a famous person or something Mm -hmm. my instinct is to go with guitar but since my instincts have been bad i'm gonna go with violin i like that you're catching on to your own shortcoming (laughs) (laughs) you got it right yay tell me about this violin uh the lady blunt which is also the Lady a Blunt. Fucking hilarious name. And it was uh, offered for sale by the Nippon Music Foundation. The, the Japan mm-hmm. Music Foundation, I guess. Owners of some of the world's finest Stradivari and Guarneri instruments. Yeah, so it was, yeah, bought in 2011. And I believe it was owned by. Who the fuck was it owned by? A rare Stradivarius violin that once belonged to the granddaughter of English poet Lord Byron. Oh, that's a name that I've heard but don't have any knowledge about. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. I don't... I, I I know very few things. I was raised in a American education system. Oh, but you're smart. No, I'm not. But thanks for... Thanks I'm, I'm going to uh, keep telling you you're smart until you go, yeah, I am. No, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not smart. Yeah. And I think I'm okay with that. All right. That's fair enough. Okay, so you got that one right. Now, this one's a fun one. What does the beastie part of the Beastie Boys stand for? Oh, fuck. I definitely knew this at some point, so I'll probably... Is it A, brave, energetic angel showing talent in excellence? Uh-huh. Is it B... Boys entering anarchist stages towards in- internal excellence. Couldn't figure that one out. Sure. Or is it C, beasts energizing all subjects through insane energy? Oh, it's got to be the third one. Oh, beasts energizing all subjects through insane energy? Yeah, absolutely. Is that your final answer? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Damn it. It was boys entering anarchist stages towards internal ah! excellence. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It just, it, yeah, it just felt weird to have two two uses of the word I know, boys. like, when I was, like, trying to come up with the other two, I was like, why the fuck is it boys boys? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Hi, we're the boys boys. We're the, can you imagine if they were like, hi, we're the boys entering anarchist stages towards internal excellence boys. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time where I had to walk three or four hours walking? uphill pretty fun and the only reason i made it home was because intergalactic by the beastie boys started playing on the radio and i was just like <laughs> fucking chugging i was like i believe in myself some songs just energize you to do better beastie boys always make me do better <laughs> and that was the quiz corner maybe next week you'll be oh, able to oh my god escape. is that is that the n- name now quiz corner quiz corner oh is that good i think that's good oh shit i did something good <laughs> quiz corner yeah both spelt with we'll K's. Uh, yeah, we'll have to come up with a new theme song, but that'll be next episode. That'll be a future Mars problem. I'll draw a logo for it and put it on Twitter. Dope. All right. Time for the break. Time for the break. Time for the break. Do you want to harmonize on that? Yes. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Time, Time for the break. break. Why'd you go high? Because I'm going through puberty, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Fair enough.
Hey everyone, Mars here. Welcome to the break. Sorry this one's a little bit late. Part of the reason why it's late is because I've been out of my ADD medication for the past couple of days, and without it, it has been a little difficult to focus on editing. So my message for this week is, if you've got meds, make sure that you take them and make sure that you're up to date on them. Your health is important, and it's important to keep on top of that. Anyway, if you want to use this space to send an uplifting message to a friend, you can direct message us at ArtGhostPod on Twitter, or you can send us an email at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. So, what's a song that you can't stand of an album that you otherwise really like? Let us know at that same Twitter handle that I just said. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to it. Hey, everyone! Everyone listening at home. Everyone in this recording. I have... A grand announcement. Oh god. We're gonna play Are you finally to coming bridge. out. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> Take him to the bridge. Hey, welcome to Take Him to the Bridge, which is which we're changing it up this week. I'm scared. So last time that I did this, which was two weeks ago now. The challenge was to take an instrumental break from a top 40 song from last year and try to guess it off the top of your head, which was not great. Yeah, given that Miles has not listened to the radio since college, which was about three years ago. Also, the segment is called Take Him to the Bridge. So I'm going to send you a little segment, which is the bridge of the song. That usually does help when a segment is called a thing. <laughs> like if, if it was called Take It to the Chorus and you didn't do that, that'd be kind of fucking wild. It would be. Uh, it... <laughs> so now the segment, it fits its title. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Uh, also, this is multiple choice now. Oh, uh, I, bless you. I mused the idea of just handing you the list of top 40s. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, nah, I can do better than that. So let's get you that first challenge. Man, I'm excited. I'm, I mean, I'm still stressing because I'm not good at quizzes, but. You do a quiz like every week. I only answered two questions and one was a fucking talking heads question. And one was about like Michelangelo or some gay shit. So here's challenge one. So, here are your options. Is it A, Treat You Better by Shawn Mendes, B, Pillow Talk by Zayn, or C, Stitches by Shawn Mendes? Ooh, you dirty fucking cunt. Um, oh, by the way, all of the songs that are picked for the options are also on the top 40 list for 2016. I forgot to mention these are the songs for 2016. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know it's A. Okay, it has to be. You, kn- <laughs> you know that it's A, Treat You Better by Shawn Mendes. Is that your final answer? It's my final answer. Okay, sorry. Fuck! The answer is C, Stitches by Fuck Shawn off. Mendes. <laughs> no, it isn't. Leave me alone. <laughs> Needle in a thread, Stitches. Yeah, well, yeah I should have re-listened to the clip. <laughs> yeah. Here's challenge two. So 
sounds familiar, also kind of sounds like Shakira. But I know it's not Shakira. It's not Shakira. Here are your options. Shakira has not been on the top 40 in a while, I don't think. Not since Zootopia, probably. Oh, yeah. Anyway, is it A, Lush Life by Zara Larson? Mm-hmm. B, Him for the Weekend by Coldplay? Or C, Too Good, Drake featuring Rihanna? Drake feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. Drake's feet. Okay, can you hit me with the uh, options again? I can absolutely hit you with those options again. Is it A, Lush Life by Zara Larson? B, Him for the Weekend by Coldplay? Or C, Too Good, Drake featuring Rihanna? I want to say it's either A or B. I feel like Coldplay okay. did, like, like, they had someone on for one of their recent songs. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to go with A. Is that your final answer? I think it's my final answer. Unfortunately. Damn it. <laughs> The answer is B. Damn it! The Weekend by Coldplay. Fuck. Featuring Beyonce. I think that's what threw me is you didn't say the feature. Well, here's the thing. Neither does the song. That's fucking wild. It's so fucking wild. Who the fuck is going to listen to Coldplay <laughs> without right. knowing that Beyonce is going to be on there? It's so weird. It's so, it's so Coldplay, strange. Coldplay, that was a bad marketing strategy. I need to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. So, are you ready for challenge three? Here's challenge three. pretty sure i've heard that at least in vines before sure so here are your options is it a let me love you dj snake featuring justin bieber is it b love yourself by justin bieber or is it c cold water major laser slash justin bieber slash mo i would say you're right it is yeah (laughs) i was like is it is it Major Laser or is it the other one that did the lean on song? You knew one. You knew one, Miles. A new one. Oh my god. Thanks. Thanks, Vine. Finally. Yeah. Finally, Vine, Vine did something finally good. helped. That's fun. Hey, thanks, Miles. That that was good. I I enjoyed that. You're I welcome. I feel like the, the multiple choice is good because I still don't know any of them, <laughs> but it's nice to narrow it down right. to three people I don't know. All right, sick. Hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. What is your new favorite today, and which Mitski song is it? What is my favorite song this week, do you think? Uh, I haven't listened to Mitski's new album, so I don't know. Bitch, listen to it! So, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look at the track list, Mm -hmm. and not knowing any of the songs, I'm gonna try and guess which one you're bringing this week. Hell yeah, I will give you the hint that I'm not bringing nobody, because we did that in the test episode. I'm going to guess that you are bringing... A Horse Named Cold Air, just because that's such a good title. That was my second choice. Oh, oh. damn it. Uh, no, I picked Geyser. Oh, really? The the first song? Yeah, the first song, and also the first one that like they pre-released, but I didn't listen to it until the full album came out, because like, I wanted to sure. sort of, and I just listened to all of it in one go mm-hmm. uh, to experience it. So yeah, I, I bought Geyser by Mitski from her, what, like yesterday or the day before that that came out? I think day before? I don't know. Yeah, so I think the 16th my time or 15th uh, your time. Th- 
about a week ago by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, about a, about a week ago, uh, Be the Cowboy came out. Still fucking phenomenal. I want to be a cowboy, baby. I want to be a cowboy, baby. Sorry, I, ha- I had to bring that bit back from the test episode because no one heard it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> also, like, I-, I feel like the name actually suits the track list, which is really weird. Like, the sure. horse called called out. <laughs> It is very different from her oldest stuff. You know, like, I, I bought... What was the one that I bought? Dying Words for Shooting Star, uh, to the test episode. And that one was mm-hmm. very hashtag depressing. <laughs> right. And this is very different from that. So similar lyrics, but the backing is a lot more, like, acoustic-y, folky sort of stuff. Let's listen to this new Misky song. It's called Geyser once again. It's not called Geyser once again. It's just called Geyser, which we're restating so once again once again once again let's listen to Metsuki the little distortion in the first verse i Um, love that i love when folks do distortion like that in music yeah big fan spooky love that yeah it's fucking excellent and mitsuki always has like such interesting production like so many interesting little like vocal samples and weird little like electronic tweaks that she likes to add into shit it makes her music really fucking strange and interesting i love it i was looking at a couple different little articles and stuff about be the cowboy um even though it right. only came out like a couple of days ago like she has talked about geyser a bit because they did come out in may so you know a bit more time to percolate and one of the lines from an article i didn't put it down where from oh well uh but the quote is mitski makes music that codifies our desires to be seen and our distresses about being alive and i think that's pretty good for this song as well yeah. She said about Geyser, I think this is one of my vaguest songs. Usually my songs have a narrative of some sort, but this song is all feeling. I hesitate to say what it's about just because once people find out what it's about, they might find it unromantic. I read it about music or maybe a music career or an ability to make music. I think as a musician, you keep sacrificing other things in your life, sacrificing relationships, sacrificing other opportunities, maybe even physical or mental health in order to do it because it's not an easy thing to do. And it's not a job that people need you to do. And I think that's really interesting. Because usually, yeah, her, her music has a lot of weird meaning behind it. And she's so interesting. Uh, she said somewhere else. Like, a lot of her music revolves around the fact that she is a woman navigating the world in a woman's body. And she right. always has this storm of emotion rolling around inside of her, just fucking screaming to get out. But she knows that in order Mm. to be palatable, to be, like, easy to swallow and to sell music, she can't express herself like that. Right. And and that definitely relates to Geyser, I think, because she is the Geyser and she's trying to sort of, like, break free of her confines. Yeah, I, I think, personally, I think, like, all of the best art really comes from emotion rather than, like, narrative. Mm Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, that the narrative is informed by emotion. Yeah. And the way she describes it, this feeling, Mm. is 
it's very expressive and it's very personal and I don't know that I that anyone can fully understand this song besides her. I don't think many people can even understand Mitski. N- not to be like, ooh, Mitski's like this auteur or whatever. I mean, she's a great artist, but I don't want to give the impression that this song is just for Mitski or that, oh, you have to understand the deeper message or whatever bullshit. Yeah. Because, I mean, truth be told, I mean, you could call it death of the artist, but I think that like... More than that, I think that music especially, once it enters the public consciousness, Mm -hmm. the emotions taken from it and the meaning taken from it and the importance that it has in somebody's life is just as important as the original meaning is to the original writer. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I really like that line, I hesitate to say what it's about just because once people find out what it's about, they might find it unromantic. Is because right, she's saying, yeah. like, if I impose my narrative upon it, then people will feel differently about it. And she doesn't want that. Like, I think that's really interesting, especially, like, talking about death of the artist. Like, she is saying that it's okay that, it, like, it doesn't matter if she dies in that context because the song right. is still hers. Because she still made mm-hmm. it, that it's people's interpretations that, you know, it still shapes the song, it still makes a song. And that's something that we've never really talked about on this show, but I want to say it here is that, you know, we have our interpretations and, and of the songs that we bring and we have and we have things that we want to say when bringing them. But that's by no means definitive. Oh, fuck no. No, we're just a couple of idiots who like music. I mean, even, yeah, so I mentioned before that I bought uh, her song Nobody to the test episode, mm-hmm. which is still my favorite from the album. It has an unfair advantage because I love it quite a lot. And and I talked about, like, my interpretation of the song, and then I think about a week later she came out on the Genius Lyrics uh, YouTube channel and talked about what everything meant. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was largely similar, um, but it was also pretty different because it was just like, you know, straight from the horse's mouth in that context. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, and it was just really interesting to see like what it actually meant, like what I hit, what I missed. And like, right. I, I would never want to impose my thought. Also, I feel like it's valid to listen to the song first, make up your own mind about how you feel towards it before listening to what we say about it. Like most of the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. This is something that I was especially, this, this perspective was something that I was taught in high school a lot, or at least that's how lessons were framed is that, you know, the importance of the artist or the importance of their intentions or opinions. And I think that's all bullshit. Yeah. Sure. The artist, the artist made the thing to express a part of themselves, but there's no way to communicate that without writing out an explanation that's writing out like it's like you know explaining a joke yeah absolutely also i think this is really important also like when uh-huh. like artists say like oh i didn't mean for this thing to be offensive like that wasn't my intention right like what people take from your content is what actually makes it yeah absolutely i i think artists can't separate themselves from their consumers Mm -hmm. A a lot of folks, I think, get caught up a lot in intentionality, whether it's things that they've said and that have been misinterpreted or whether it's the intentionality of someone else that they're defending. Mm -hmm. But really, how whatever something is received, that's that's the most important part. Yeah. Intentionality means nothing if it's not prevalent, if it's not, you know, expressed directly. I think that might be why I like Mitski so much, because... 
she does write these really weird expressive songs about like i mean it could be anything from like mental illness to sexuality to just living your life to school and to friends and to everything right being in a new place like it can be interpreted as so many different things every one of her songs and she doesn't impose that thought process on it right yeah i love this game I really, I really like Be the Cowboy Bard. I l- just love the album name. It is maybe one of my favorite album titles that I've ever heard. Be the Cowboy Bard. Be the Cowboy. I love, so I love that name. She has like <laughs> the most fun albums. Absolutely. 100%. And they never fucking relate to whatever the songs are. Oh, it's so good. Also, the, the producer is Patrick Highland. I did look that up. Hey, Mars. Yes, Miles. What's your favorite song of the week? My new favorite for this week is Love Like You by Rebecca Sugar off the Steven Universe Volume 1 soundtrack from 2017. Steen and Yumba That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is kind of cheating because I've technically heard this song before, but I've never heard the full version. We make the rules. <laughs> and I've never heard this version of the full version mm-hmm. because this, this album, the Steven Universe Volume 1, is completely new recordings of the songs from the first couple of seasons of the show. Yeah, I was listening to it the other day. Yeah, all of them are excellent, but I picked this one specifically for two reasons. One, because it's just a lovely, nice song. And two, because I actually forgot that this was a Steven Universe song. (laughs) Let's give the song a quick little listen. This song is basically the polar opposite of my themed song this week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So here's the deal. I dropped out of watching Steven Universe like a year and a half ago, mainly because of the fandom. That's fucking fair. Back then, I spent a bunch of my time on Tumblr and would always go and check fandom tags for whatever I was into whenever something new would come out. And oh boy, that was that was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Going off of what I was talking about last uh, with with your new favorite this week is that since intentionality doesn't matter as much in my mind, I feel like, you know, as long as I'm enjoying something, I really don't feel like I need anybody else's, like, take on it. Yeah, to me, consuming media is a very individual experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, if you know, something is made by a shithead, then I'll then I'll drop it. But yeah. other than that, like, if I enjoy it, then why do I need to listen to a bunch of assholes making the same meme again and again? Yeah. And since then, I've pretty much stepped away from fandom as a concept entirely. But still, I love Steven Universe. It is a wonderful show that I do want to rewatch free from the weight of the fandom sometime. Yeah, I feel like after enough time has passed, it's nice right. to go back to. Mm-hmm. It's not like Voltron, where Voltron is actually a bad show. Oh, we can't get into Voltron. <laughs> no, we won't. But Steven Universe is a genuinely very important and wonderful show, and I'm I'm super glad that, you know, kids 
are watching this, you know, mm-hmm. that this is what kids are into. Yeah, it's wonderful because, like, and I'll probably get into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I always feel, uh, similar to you, like, being around fandom and stuff, I didn't really get into it, but I did follow people who were. And sure. I, I was definitely in the sphere of, like, it was a kid's show, but I knew a lot of, like, teenagers that, like, watched it. Uh, so it was really right. interesting. Like, my little cousin, Tui, also really loves Steven Universe, and she's 13 now. Um, we talked about mm-hmm. she was, like, 11. And it's just, like, actually really cool that actual children listen and watch this show like it's so fucking important yeah absolutely so i I rediscovered the music to it recently actually because of a recent trophy episode Mm -hmm. where they drew steven universe lyrics oh yeah it's a good app Uh, it is a good episode and i decided okay well i'll see if I can find these songs on Spotify or whatever, and there was this album, so I gave it a listen. And this song just hits me like a stack of bricks. Yeah. Rebecca Sugar has such a perfect voice for this song. It feels like it's coming straight from their goddamn heart. It does. Well, they are such an interesting composer. Can Can I talk a little bit about that, actually? You absolutely can. Thank you for allowing me this. Yeah, so I joined Tumbo... Uh, in 2012 and Rebecca Sugar's blog was one of the first that I followed because I did read like Adventure Time at the time and sure. they posted their little composition clips because they have an omnichord and a ukulele and just like some other instruments and they would just do like little testers of the songs that would eventually be used in Adventure Time uh, right. because also Rebecca's like a very renowned artist and I followed <laughs> their art like a lot and they did like some of my I think all of my favorite songs probably like I'm Just Your Problem they did that they did Best Friends in the World they did All Gummed Up Inside like they Uh did all of the like Nuts and Remember You songs like they did so fucking many and I followed them for like about a year until in 2013 Steven Universe came out uh, and they were posting about it and I was like well of course I'm going to check the show out and it was so interesting to see like the development from them working on Adventure Time and doing all these like interesting little like sound clips and developing this music to watching that pilot episode which listen I know people have some feelings about the test episode but it is my favorite fucking art style so it's delightful to watch. actually really liked the pilot that art style i kind of wish they stuck with it yeah i know it's harder because it is just rebecca's art style and it is harder to animate like that because there's more details absolutely but it's so fucking pretty (laughs) i definitely think that if if the show did have that art style it would not be lasting as long as it is because the show as it is 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 way simpler to animate because the characters are easier to draw yeah and as is they still have big jumps between seasons so Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, love like you is such an interest because they did it in like little sections. Like they did like the first verse for one season and the second verse, and they kept like adding right. little bits onto it. I love it. Which is why I have never heard the full version of the song. Yeah, because I didn't watch all the way through to the completed song. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But okay, to me, to me, Mars, mm-hmm. this song is what love is, or. Or rather, it's like how I think about love. Because I don't know that I've ever really fallen deeply in love with someone who is also deeply in love with me. But that feeling of like not feeling like you're good enough for someone who does love you deeply, it's something that I think a lot of people experience. But I really don't think this is a sad song. 
it's not like a like a oh I'm a bad person and I don't deserve you sort of song. It's a I don't fully understand why you love me, but I'm glad that you do because you make me a better person. Yeah, it I think that's really important like it is that you make me a better person and I want to try to be better for you. You're right, yeah. Like the song's a little wistful, but it it's really more of like a happy tears song. Yeah, definitely. It's and people were theorizing. Uh, some people thought it was about Rose Quartz. Some people think it's about Pestlazzi Lie. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think it could be either of them. I could, think it also could just be like it's a show about love. So yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because Rebecca Rebecca Sugar actually confirmed that the song is not from any particular gem's perspective. It just reflects the overall theme of the show, like self acceptance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it is definitely, like, the themes in Steven Universe, it is all about love. I mean, the whole point of it is that Steven is a protector, that he loves mm-hmm. his family, he loves his friends, he loves Connie, and he makes all of his enemies love him, and he loves them too. Right. And it takes work. Yeah. It takes time yeah. to get them to, like, sort of incorporate themselves into his life, but he always makes sure that people feel safe and that is to his detriment in a lot of episodes and i think that sort of reflects like in this song it's very i don't know it's just so pretty it's a good song yeah. Mars. it is a very good song and i think the the reason why i forgot that it was a steven universe song and a lot of songs in steven universe are like this where they feel like a lot of them just could be a song that you like songs that exist in the world that aren't weren't created for a, a show yeah Except for songs that explicitly reference the situations of the show. Sure. But this song in particular is just, it's related to the show, but it's its also related to this, this idea of working hard to become a better person because of someone else yeah. or with the help of someone else. It's how love takes time, but love is worth it. Yeah. Do you have any favorite verses from it? I mean, the classic one is verse two. Mm -hmm. I always thought I might be bad. Now I'm sure that it's true because I think you're so good and I'm nothing like you. Yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking. It's kind of heartbreaking, but it's also, I don't know, the song is, it's kind of melancholy, but it's overall has a, you know, a positive outlook. Yeah. I, I think that's something that Steven Universe does a very good job, job at is a job at. recognizing that sadness isn't doubt. Sadness isn't necessarily a negative thing. Yeah, it's part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's like anger. Like it actually deals with anger in a really healthy way. Yeah. Talking about how it is destructive, but you still need to feel angry and you can't suppress mm-hmm. it. You shouldn't suppress it because nothing good will come of it and people will continue to like take advantage of you because you they think it's okay and yeah I, I feel like that's really important for kids who oftentimes are taught to not feel quote-unquote negative emotions um right yeah like you shouldn't feel sad about this you shouldn't feel angry about this feel compassion and compassion is important but you shouldn't sacrifice your morals and your identity and everything that you are for being compassionate Mm-hmm. And I think especially the show having a male main character is really important, yeah. which is not something that I usually think of saying, but it's true because using that to like 
give an example to young boys of like how to be a emotionally developed person yeah is kind of important because a lot of problems with masculinity come from shutting off your emotions absolutely and the fact that he has a really healthy relationship with his dad who's also like very sweet and like romantic and loves his kids so much and and seeing that and then also how connie is very like fight sort of heavy and is very passionate and how steven has a fucking oh he loves weddings (laughs) so much right yeah and he loves yeah. a lot of stuff like that. And I think it's really important to have, like, sort of non-gender conforming protagonists. I think it's really important. Right. But someone, you know, someone who still identifies as a boy, mm-hmm. but doesn't really care about masculinity very much. Or at least yeah. doesn't view masculinity as, you know, a set list of goals to achieve. Yeah. I also think it's really wonderful, side note, that they have Stevani, who is a canonically non-binary character. That uses they or them pronouns which mm-hmm. is confirmed like in the show and also like by rebecca sugar themselves yeah like, that's so good and nice it's so nice i love non-binary representation mm-hmm. although no no although i you know, it's fine i mean a lot of the time listen a lot of the times it's aliens and robots <laughs> a lot of the time non-binary representation is either aliens robots or two people literally combined <laughs> because you know when you when you add woman to male it makes no it makes no right yeah that's how that works that's how that works that's how gender works i still really like that i really like verse three by the way the look at you go i just adore you i wish that you knew or i wish that i knew what makes you think i'm so special um yeah i've definitely felt that before like and it's like you said before like that equally returned love and sort of being confused by it and sometimes mm-hmm. that I will have like either friends or people who might be like interested in me that really like me and always like, you know, trying to talk to me and like doing stuff like that. And I'm confused as to why they would want to talk to me of all people. That sounds so self-deprecating, but like it, it, sure. it kind of is a part of, I guess, like mental illness is like not really knowing why someone would pick you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that even happened, like, when you started talking to me on, like, Discord and, like, wanting to do a podcast with me and, like, wanting my feedback on things. And I'd be like, why Mm -hmm. me? I'm stupid. (laughs) I I would not pick. I would not pick. Uh, It's true, but also, so am I. And also, I I couldn't think of anybody else who would be a better fit to do this podcast with than you. You need to get more friends. (laughs) Hey, let's, let's wrap it up. One quick thing before we sign off. I am working on a Spotify playlist of all of the songs that we have mentioned. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I will will link that. All right. So thanks so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. If you have any theme suggestions or a song that you would like to share with us, because, you know, it's if you've got a new favorite of your own. Mm -hmm. You can tweet us at ArtGhostPod. We'll be doing a special episode soon about user-submitted songs. Yes, yes, we will. We'll, we'll definitely do a couple of episodes like that, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the only way that we advertise, so it would really help a lot. Also, you could rate us on iTunes. That'd be dope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we will see you on the other side. The Stranger Things thing. I have no idea. <laughs>